This is the podcast that flips the health and wellness industries upside down so you can be your healthiest inside and out. I'm your host, Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist and supplement strategist. Today's episode, Shake the Weight Away. I actually considered calling this episode Shake, 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 Senora, and like do a little Beetle Juice Calypso dance for the YouTubers, but uh, you know, nobody's here to react off of that, so I decided to scrap it and just call it Shake the Weight Away. Anyway, this is part two of our nutrition trilogy, and yeah, this is all nerdy stuff, guys, but nerding out with me is still a way better trilogy than those Star Wars sequels that came out, and I'll fight anybody that says otherwise. In my holistic standard, this episode is going to be a wellness pyramid episode focusing on that nutrition lifestyle domain way down there at the bottom of the pyramid. Today is a guest episode. I have not one guest, but two guests, live and direct from Stronger You, Katie Leahy and Gianna Massi. Two awesome registered dietitians are here to help with the conversation. I'm excited to see them, and hopefully some of that RD knowledge and power comes like soaking down on me so that way I can become stronger and have better habits, but uh, probably not. I'm going to keep eating like garbage and fight my demons. So yeah, so as long as you know, I'm keeping it real here. So anyway, visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast related. Please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and even over on YouTube and give us that five-star review as often as you can each and every episode because it helps us get seen and heard and I think it's worth it. So if you're tuning in for the first time, you have to know a little bit about me before you get into it because I get a little crazy, get a little ranty, so I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. Why am I here? What am I trying to do? I want you to live your healthiest life, period. I'm a big fan of supplements when done right. I just don't want you to get lost in the chaos that the health and wellness industries intentionally create. I'm here to make sure that you don't waste your time, your money, or your energy on the false promises made by these billion-dollar industries. I'm here to help to help you get on a new and better wellness path. But as a warning, if I get a little ranty, it's not because I'm picking on you because you tried it. It's because I'm beating up on the system, the misinformation, and the hype that gets folks like you with good intentions to the wrong places. It's a rage against the machine, not you. So don't take it personally. Today's show is Shake the Weight Away. The main takeaway here is that smoothies and a little less so shakes are awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome methods for good nutrition and weight management, but it's just like the three bears. It's got to be just right. So we have four things that we're going to go through. First and foremost, what's the deal with shakes and smoothies? What is the deal? Why are so many people excited and talking about these things all the time if it's not really like a milkshake or ice cream, right? Like why get so excited about fruit? Second, we're going to talk about navigating the shake market. I'm going to give you a couple buying tips and some pointers to not get ripped off and get your shake game super, super tight. Uh, then we're going to go to our guests. We're going to bring them in and we're going to talk about the top mistakes that people make with shakes and smoothies. And finally, a really brief kind of like, what should I do? Because I know a lot of folks say, you know, good information, but like, what do I do with that? And so I'm going to try to give you a couple scenarios that I've experienced in my practice that are probably applicable to you in your specific use case. We'll give you a couple of those. Let's start out with what's the deal with shakes and smoothies? At the end of the day, a shake or smoothie is just a form of meal replacement. And while I have the utmost faith in you, my audience, I still think it's really important for us to redefine those two words, both meal and replacement. All right, let's start with meal. And as you know, a meal can technically be anything. You can eat anything and call it a meal. A hot chocolate croissant combo is technically a meal. It's delicious and it's 
super fantastic in Paris, but it's also not very healthy. And in last week's episode, we talked about the basics of nutrition and we redefined these words, food, meal, and a healthy day. What are those three things really? And if you remember, a healthy meal is one that's got a balance, uh, a mix of foods that are rich in all three healthy macronutrients, quality protein, healthy fat, and complex carbohydrates. So when you hear meal, that's what you should be thinking. You should be thinking of these three macros. Uh, replacement should be simple as a definition, but it kind of isn't, right? What is it that we're actually replacing? If our meals are all three macros, what are you replacing those three macronutrients with, right? Here's your meal replacement. Uh, It's a napkin, some masking tape, and 10 push-ups, right? Like, no, no. We're replacing our meal with another meal, but we're just replacing solids for a liquid version. And that's really what it is. I mean, there's two ways that you can get this done too. So you can take real foods and puree them, turn them into a soup, right? And then you just add some water and then there you go. That's one way you can do it. Another way you can do it is take a bunch of powdered versions of foods and macronutrients and mix them together, add some water and drink that down, right? The puree is the smoothie and the powdered mix is the shake, And so listen, sometimes you have to shake a smoothie. I know that, right? Uh, If a shake sits on the counter for too long, you got to kind of mix it up so that way you can drink it. Don't get hung up on semantics here, people. I just, though, want to clarify that in a shake, the main macro sources tend to be powders, where in smoothies, a large portion of those macro sources, all the stuff that's really important is real food. And these things are awesome, right? Because they're super portable. You can walk with them. You don't have to sit down at a table and listen to your spouse's day or whatever the heck that small child that you have in your house is saying about school. You're replacing your old life for a more mobile and active one. Think about that. It's a, it's a really great benefit. And typically, when mixed together, you would get a complete meal for far less calories than a typical meal. So you're also replacing calories with less calories. (laughs) I don't know. uh, Maybe you're replacing some smugness that you're like clearly better than everyone with your silly future food. I don't know. But the replacement part of it has got me really hung up here. I don't know. Can you tell? But in in seriousness, these things are great. Uh, They're super simple. You can make any and every flavor, any taste, consistency under the sun. And it's a cool way to get some exposure to some more exotic foods like berries or funky vegetables that you don't normally eat. You know, varying your diet is an important part of uh, a nutritional plan and nutritional success. And this is a great way to kind of sneak in some of those more exotic things that you don't eat. You can hide gross stuff in smoothies and shakes. You can hide medicine and them for like children. And, you know, my wife hides my vegetables in them because I won't eat them otherwise. They can be packed with nutrition. That's really great too, right? If, if you make a shake or a smoothie correctly, they've got healthy forms of all three macronutrients, meaning that you're making that fire that we talked about in last week's episode, and it's going to burn, man. It's going to give you that energy that you need for hours. It helps you get stuff done without reaching for junk food or other poor quality nutrients. And so from a weight management standpoint, you can really lean into it and you can make it calorie dense and healthy. So you can gain weight or you can pull back a little bit and then you can make it a lower calorie option than your normal meal. And so if you can't tell, I, I, I kind of have a little bit of bias in my, my voice. I'm more of a smoothie guy than I am a shake guy. And I think it's fine to use powders for stuff if the source is good and it's minimally processed 
that that's great. You know, that's a good way to do it. But I know the supplement industry, I know the nutritional product industry. We don't always get that, right? I'd rather you eat real foods. So if you can find food sources and make that your smoothie, mission accomplished. And I want to kind of dig into this just a little bit more, just so we can really understand the difference and like how to kind of put these shakes and smoothies together, because we can have an awareness of them and, and we can hear how great they are, but we just don't know how to execute it. So let's kind of dig into that just a little bit. You know, when we were talking about healthy nutrition to make a proper meal, to build that fire that gives us that heat, that consistent fuel that we need for hours, we need all three macronutrients. So we're making a smoothie, right? And so smoothie is going to be mostly food. So our, our complex carb source is going to be mostly fruits and vegetables. But if we're making a shake, then we're going to probably be getting some sort of generic dietary fiber supplement ingredient. So this is inulin or guar gum. Right, So it checks off the box of a complex carbohydrate, but it's not ideal because it's not giving you that entire picture that you would get eating the real food. We need protein to put into that smoothie. And, and listen, you can choose chicken or tuna. Uh, that's gross. And if you do that, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Most people that are conscious of smells would rather choose nuts, for example, as a great protein source for their smoothie. So a nut butter, like almond butter, is great because it checks off two boxes technically, protein and fat. And along the same lines, full-fat Greek yogurt. So if you're looking to add a protein and fat source to your smoothie, you can use Greek yogurt or you can use almond butter. And just for completeness sake, let's talk about other protein sources. So other protein sources like uh, seeds or even vegetables like peas have a decent amount of protein in them. So you can use those, uh, whether it's you know the whole food or from the powders themselves. And the shakes, though you are getting proteins and fats, most of it is from processed foods. And again, it's, it's fine. It's just not the same. Whey protein is common. Pea and rice protein is another common pr powder protein ingredient. And on the fat side of thing, they'll often use something inexpensive like MCT oil uh, or coconut oil, which, you know, they use if they want to seem cool. So shakes and smoothies, I think, need to be a part of everyone's nutritional plan. They can be a meal replacement, swapping out those high-calorie, sit-down type meals for a balanced mix of all the nutrients that you need to fuel that fire, provide that energy for hours while still exposing you to crucial micronutrients like vitamins and minerals. Or they could be used as your snack, right? We said last week that a snack is just simply a smaller meal. And these shakes or smoothies are technically lower calories when they're made correctly, and it could be a great bridge between lunch and dinner. Or it could be used as an add-on to your diet to help you build mass, gain weight, or reach other nutritional goals. So if you need more calories, for example, to gain weight, or are you low on dietary fiber? Maybe you just need a little bit of a boost. So a great smoothie with some ground-up chia seeds is a great natural and healthy way to do that. You know, you can make yourself a really great shake or smoothie and get all of these benefits and they taste awesome. All right, so let's do some buying tips. You're saying to yourself, I'm excited. I want to start doing shakes and smoothies, and I need some powders to throw in the mix here. So in the interview that's coming up with Katie and Gianna, we're going to touch on how important quality is. And I never recommend brands, as you know, because quality changes so much. And the ladies mention a brand, I think. And of course, it's fine. They're competent people. They vetted the product, and it's good for them. But you have to just understand that I haven't vetted it and I don't necessarily recommend it. I really can only recommend the products that I 
sell because I'm looking at those constantly. Um, so, in, but more importantly, instead of what specific thing to buy, I want to make sure that you're buying the right kind of thing. Tip number one is to know what you're buying. And you know what you're buying once you really know what it is that you're making. And so there was some method to my madness. I took a minute to define shake and smoothie and meal replacement because it helps clarify our purchasing decisions. If you remember, the smoothie is the one with the foods in it, mostly foods. And the foods have the macros. Meals have all three macros. So if you walk into store, can you buy macros? Can you buy a meal? Can you buy foods? Well, you know, technically you can, but really these things fit into two main bins. And this is how you should think about these supplements. So first and foremost, you can buy something that has all three macronutrients in it and then some. So you can buy a powder and it's protein, fat, and complex carbohydrates. Or you can buy an individual macronutrient. You can buy fiber powder. You can buy chia seeds, which is fiber. You can buy whey protein, right? It's very, very simple. So here's my thought. If you want a protein powder to help you hit protein goals, you buy that. Just get the protein. You could technically buy a complete nutritional shake that has the protein, the fiber, the fat, all that stuff as an, uh, a, a way to get that extra protein. But technically, it's overkill. All you need is the protein right? And this is especially important if you're a smoothie person. You're making a smoothie and you have it full with fruit and Greek yogurt. And technically that's all you need, man. Like you're done, you're set. Um, but we've been marketed to so heavily that we think that we need to take that already super balanced meal replacement and make it even healthier. But we can say healthier with like in air quotes because it's already super healthy. How are you going to make it even healthier? So what ends up happening is people go and they buy a complete shake powder with all three macronutrients and add it to our already balanced smoothie. And that doesn't make any sense. And that's what I'm trying to have you avoid. I don't want you to go spend money on something that you are already doing from foods and, you know, waste that energy. So you could make that complete nutritional shake by buying all the individual components instead of just getting a single, hey, this is a nutritional shake powder that you just take one scoop of. You could literally go to the shelf and buy some whey protein. You can buy some chia seeds and then you could buy some coconut oil. And you could even do something where like we're going to do whey protein and then we're going to do the chia, which is the protein and the fiber. And then we're going to just dilute it with milk. And that milk is our fat. And so there's a lot of different ways that you can accomplish the goal of doing the meal replacement, but it really starts with what is it that you're trying to make and then buy the things that you actually need, right? So just don't do like whey and raspberries and then like uh, add the complete shake and then Greek yogurt. That's just too much. It's overkill. You know, a little pearl that I want to kind of throw in there is this idea of chia seeds as an option. And, and seeds are a great fiber that aren't fruit and vegetables. Just know that seeds, you know, they, they have oils in them and that's where we get seed oils from, of course. And, and that's fine. If you're freshly pressing those seeds, if you're taking a whole seed and you grind it up and then you're consuming it, you don't have to worry about anything, but if you're buying a seed powder or, you know, ground up seed, you have to worry about the oils in there oxidizing. So you have to make sure that they have antioxidants in the, in, in the, uh, in the mixture. And then you also want to make sure that the packaging is adequate. If it's a clear translucent bag, that's not good. That's going to cause oxidation. Uh, and you could have some rancid oils by the time you get it. You want to make sure that it's sealed appropriately with some, you know, like good Ziploc technology. That's just a little, a uh, little pearl aside. So the complete nutritional shakes then are for the times that you need all of the things. And so 
So if you want something where it's like, I want a powder, I'm going to throw it into con a container and I'm going to add water or I'm going to add milk and maybe even a dairy alternative instead of the milk. I'm going to shake that up and then I've got my, my recipe for my balanced nutrition meal replacement that I can just take on the go. That's when those complete nutritional powders really shine. There are liquid versions of those that are commercially available. Uh, Ensure is an example of a complete nutritional shake that you can buy in the liquid form. There's healthier versions of that that may not have high fructose corn syrup, might have better sources of protein. Those are available. The goal of the supplement company isn't to provide you with nutrition, though right? It's to sell you products and they sell you products by making them look super duper healthy. And so most of the time we humans equate micronutrients, multivitamins and minerals and such as healthier. Uh, that's just built into us from decades and decades of propaganda. And the more ingredients that are in that thing, the healthier we think it is. And so remember back to our multivitamin conversations, they're going to dump in a whole day's worth of vitamins into the smoothie product that you're trying to just get the proteins, fats, and complex carbs for to make it more appealing to you. And then you're going to drink that multiple times a day because you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to be healthier or whatever. And you're going to take that along with your multivitamin. That's dangerous, right? It's problematic. Doing this can make you feel sick and you're doing all of this stuff to be healthier. So it's not you. It's the system, right? And that's why we have to make sure that we don't feel like, oh my God, I did something wrong. I, I can't believe I did that. Don't judge yourself. They're trying to sell you this stuff. You just have to know that you have to do this stuff correctly in order to derive the best benefit. So tip number two is there is other stuff in these supplements, which is kind of silly for me to say out loud, but that's true. Like I'm going to put up a meme here that I saw on Reddit. And for you listeners, it's all the different brands of potato chips. And it's about how much air is in each bag, right? And so we yuck it up. We're like, man, well, this has got a big bag, but it's only got a few chips. And we get all worked up about it. But the truth is, is that, you know, it's transparent because they're not selling you air. They're selling you by the weight of the chips in the bag. And yeah, it's a placebo effect. Bigger bag means bigger value for us because that's how we think and we're programmed to. But you know, they're doing their responsibility. They're due they're they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're telling you that, you know, you're getting 300 grams of chips or whatever. They're not really trying to sell the air. Uh, and I I'm, guess I'm saying that because the air has to be in the bag, right? We have to have that air in the bag. Otherwise, you're going to just have a bunch of broken chips. And just like the air in the chip bags, uh, there's fillers in your supplements and especially the powders. They have to put fillers in there. So like, here's the example. If you think a greens powder that you buy is actually green naturally, you're very wrong <laughs> because by the time they process all that stuff, all the green stuff is gone, right? And the green is just a, a dye anyway. It's just the chlorophyll. A true whole food, 100% no filler greens powder is actually going to be muddy, brownish, chocolate, gross looking. And it's going to taste like absolute garbage because it's just so concentrated. They have to dilute these powders because of the large surface area that they take up. You're going to taste every last drop of them. So they need to make sure that it's also palatable. And so a lot of the times... They're going to make choices about what those fillers are. And the choices that they make will tell you if it's a sophisticated product or not. Good products are going to use a fiber, you know, just not some inactive filler powder. And some of those fibers, though, 
can be bloating. So it's something to consider. You have to now not only look for the right type of product, you have to look at the inactive ingredients too to make sure that they're not going to be irritating to you, right? I tend to try to avoid inulin in people that we don't know will handle inulin well. Sometimes that causes gas and bloating in people, so we have to be very careful. If you're having lots of these shake powders throughout the day, that's when it can get really irritating to your gastrointestinal tract. Maybe one dose isn't going to be that big of a deal. But really, for uh, for what our purposes are here, it's like I just want you to look at the, the supplement facts panels, the active ingredients, the inactive ingredients, so you know what else is in there. The other thing is looking at the serving size, you know, serving size of 18 grams. Well, let's look at the active macronutrients, right? Proteins, fats, and complex carbohydrates. We want to make sure that we're not getting all filler. So if it's an 18-gram scoop of this powder there better be close to 12 grams or more of all of the active ingredients. You want the filler to be a smaller portion of the scoop size. We don't want it to be two grams of protein and 16 grams of filler. And that loops us back around to tip number three, the supplement facts specifics. So we talked in tip one about knowing what you're buying. And this is the second half of that. So you're looking at the supplement fact panel just to determine what active and inactive ingredients are in there. And we know that this supplement facts panel is the source of truth. We can't look at the front. The front of a bottle is just all the marketing hype and nonsense. We really have to kind of turn that bottle, look there, and now we're looking for the active ingredients and inactive ingredients. In the last tip, we talked about the fillers, and now we're going to talk about those active ingredients. You want to look at protein, dietary fiber, and fat content. I use two grams as a threshold. If a serving has more than two grams of that thing, then I say it's a source of that macronutrient. So a protein powder that's made right will have some naturally occurring fat in it. It will be less than two grams, though. And the protein, of course, is going to be high. It better be 8 to 18 grams, preferably, right? And so for me, if I'm looking at a supplement that has less than two grams of fat and more than two grams of protein, preferably high grams, 18 grams, I know that's a protein supplement. And if it had six grams of fat, I would say, where's that fat coming from? And I would also say, oh, well, this is giving me technically a serving of dietary fat. So if you see a shake that's out there that has 12 grams of protein, four grams of dietary fiber, and four grams of fat, then you know you've got yourself a protein fiber fat product. You're getting all three of those macronutrients. Use that two gram threshold as your cutoff, and then you'll be able to sort out exactly what it is that you have in front of you. So those are three very solid tips that I hope will help you get a real solid start on buying the right powdered ingredients for your shaker, for your smoothie, or whatever it is that you're trying to get done. Now it's time for my friends to join me. Let's do a formal introduction to the two guests for today's podcast. Katie Leahy is a registered dietitian and a certified diabetes educator with a background in exercise science and personal fitness with a passion for women's health. She has three daughters under seven that keep her on her toes, and she resides in Saratoga Springs, New York. Gianni Massey is a registered dietitian and sports nutritionist in Westchester, New York, Connecticut areas. She's a product manager and registered dietitian for Stronger You. She's previously worked in the professional sports arena at Madison Square Garden, but loves working with the general population clients and youth through retired athletes. 
So let's talk about some common problems with smoothies from an RD's perspective. And we are going to talk about some important things to consider when doing your shake or smoothie and how to do it the right way. We're going to learn that by talking about what people normally do wrong. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining me. Hello, Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Look at you guys. You guys are like bright and bubbly way too early in the morning. Uh, I'm addicted to caffeine and it's not kicked in yet. So uh, I thank you guys for showing up uh, so strongly here. So um, I guess like let's start out by, uh, you know, understanding what it is that you guys do on a daily basis and how you use shakes and smoothies to help people. Uh, Katie's so, on it. Boom, go. Yes, I'm a registered dietitian and Stronger You Nutrition coach. And I work one-on-one -on -one with individuals, <clears throat> you know, ages 18 to 78, you know, um, or even older. And uh, basically, we break down to build up, you know, their nutritional habits, their relationship with food, and kind of what they're already doing well and where there's opportunity for improvement based on what their goals are. So fat loss, uh, performance improvement, uh, muscle gain. There's a lot of different factors um, that, that I work one-on-one -on -one with. And a lot of times protein shakes come in handy or uh, smoothies come in handy based on that individual need. Uh, right now, you know, I work with a lot of women that uh, have are pregnant or in their postpartum period, and uh, they can't get enough nutrients in uh, you know, per their trimester nutrient needs, you know, and they're getting full quicker or they need so many calories to keep up with breast, uh, breast milk supply that um, they're feeling really full and stuffed and can't get enough in. So that's an opportunity where we can offer more calories uh, and in a way that is more easily digestible and, and doesn't keep you as full for long. I also, with the COVID era, I'm finding a lot of members that have had COVID during and then post perhaps long COVID or symptoms following have had a change in appetite, have had um, loss of taste or smell. And so making sure they're getting enough nutrients and in a way that's uh, tolerable. And protein shakes have played a really role, a big role in keeping their nutrient stores uh, up to speed with with their demands. I don't have good taste, but that's mostly around music and movies. It, it has <laughs> nothing to do with COVID. So Gianna, tell me about your role at, and how shakes and smoothies help you out. Yeah, I think of it in two ways. I think of it for our goal, right? If, if it's weight loss, maintenance, or gaining, a lot of uh, athletes I work with or clients that we get, they want to gain weight in a sense of putting on muscle mass, right? That's a big goal for them. And, you know, I think of that person and I think of someone like my mom who just needs to hit her protein goal for the day. Uh, so protein shakes, smoothies, uh, however you're defining the terminology, which we'll get yeah. into later, um, that definitely comes into play with convenience and hitting that volume total of the day. So you could have two very different goals, whether it's weight loss or muscle gain and hit that goal by using the same supplement. So I think that's really cool about supplementing with protein powder or protein shakes. Uh, it doesn't have to just be powder, right? We could, right. We could add in different foods like egg whites, uh, yogurt, things like that. Yeah, I think that's, you know, why we're doing this, this episode. It's just a really great tool to use, uh, you know, as a meal, quote unquote, replacement. I, I kind of joked, like, there, what are you actually replacing? You're replacing macros with other macros. It's just you're replacing solids for liquids, maybe. But like, that's really, really it. It's just a really healthy f meal that uh, when done correctly can help with nutrition goals, whether that's just to stay nourished and be you uh, to provide a, a convenient snack or as you were saying, weight 
loss or weight gain. And again, in my world, it's mostly weight loss, mm-hmm. especially my personal world. I'm like, always like, I got to stop eating M&Ms. <laughs> so that's why, that's why I hang out with dietitians. I'm hoping just some of this is going to rub off. Like my wife's like, are you having dietitians on to help you? And I'm like, yeah, a little bit. So <laughs> the, uh, the, let's talk about, can I just, um, can I just the, add something, Neil? Sorry. Oh yeah. yeah and I ahead. think a lot of times I'm working with individuals that are looking for fat loss, right? So oftentimes mm-hmm. that means getting into a calorie deficit, but we yeah. don't want it to be painful. We want it to be sustainable. So what do we promote? Protein. Protein helps to keep mm-hmm. us full for longer. It helps to maintain our muscle integrity while we're trying to target right. fat loss, which is very hard to do. And and so um, a shake might help individuals. Um, most most individuals that I work with have a really hard time reaching protein, right? Through whole foods, um, you know, poultry, you know, red meat, uh, beans, legumes, things like that. You know, they all add up. But until we learn how to add them in, sometimes a shake or, uh, you know, a, a protein supplement's helpful in getting them to their protein goals so they're not losing muscle, but also as they're learning. So for instance, one woman I was working with was using a protein shake a day to get extra 30 grams of protein because she wasn't sure how to reach it through whole foods. And then by the end, I worked with her for over a year. She didn't even need the shake anymore because she was able to finally figure out um, the whys behind what she needed, how often and when to get that whole protein through her food. I think you just made your money here. Not that I'm paying you, but like that is a very important point that actually um, I wasn't using in my practice. I would always encourage shakes, but the idea of a bridge between the old habits and the new habits, it's a really, really smart point. That's Thank you very much, Katie, for that. That's awesome. All right, so let's talk about problems. So what are the things that people do wrong when they do their smoothies or shakes? So uh, I don't, who, Gianna, why don't you take this first one? Uh, give me one and then tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, I think when I was working with a big population or I think of our Stronger You members coming in, some of them are very knowledgeable about what they should put inside a smoothie or a shake. And some have no idea. It's very foreign. It's like, what is this? Um, and so we meet them. That's because right. they haven't heard this episode. <laughs> exactly. <yet>. Right. <laughs> Once they hear this, so then better gonna... after this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I think what I've, what I've witnessed is someone will be like, oh, yeah, I put a ton of fruit you know, whatever type of milk. And I had this shake and I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, but are we missing the protein amount? Are we missing, you know, something, or I see them making it with a ton of peanut butter and adding so much in. Um, and then we're really not in a calorie deficit, like Katie was saying, if that is the goal. And so we're kind of just, you know, in that cycle kind of stuck. So I'd rather teach them, okay, this would be a way to balance it out, to factor in the taste. Obviously we want it to taste good, trying to get the nutrients in, and we want it to be applicable to what your goal is and make sure that you are in a good good calorie energy balance range. Right. When we were talking last week in our episode, we were teaching people how to eat and how to make a proper meal. It's about all three macronutrients and fruit salads are very healthy, but having just a fruit salad isn't going to really nourish you for very long. And it's, it's not about just eating healthy foods. It's about eating healthy meals to give you the energy and all of the other important things for hours. So that's an important point. Yeah. Katie, Anything to add on that? I think it's exactly, uh, you know, helping individuals identify what exactly do you want out of this protein shake or the shake? Are you looking for more protein? Are you looking, you're not really into fruit, but you want to mix it in Uh, and and just making sure you understand what their goal is with the shake or the smoothie Mm -hmm. and then helping them understand how to get there. That's right. And I think that it's important to note that like not every shake has to be 
balanced. If you're properly nourishing yourself and you just need extra protein, you can throw protein powder with some, you know, water and then drink that because you need that extra protein. But when you're using it in a meal replacement or as a, a snack or, or uh, throughout the day, yeah, you're going to want to make sure that you have all those macros in there. And as you guys know, uh, pre and post workout, you're going to need all those macros at different times for all that fuel that you'll need, right? So, so sometimes that makes sense, but most of the time, almost all of the time, we really want to balance out our uh, smoothie or shake uh, game to have all the macronutrients. So, Katie, let's talk about what problem you see the most when you're dealing with shakes and smoothies. Yeah, and I think it's individuals don't know where to start. And mm -hmm. um, perhaps taste. Uh, a lot of protein powders are great to add in there, but they might have that gritty feeling, um, you know, yeah. uh, animal-based proteins versus, uh, you know, plant-based proteins and, and helping members understand, you know, sometimes it's a trial and error and um, don't give up after one, you know, they are expensive, uh, yeah. which is another thing. Can, can members, uh, can individuals afford them? You know, what's the accessibility to them? We work internationally, you know, as a stronger you as the company. So we have to make sure, um, I think another problem is, um, the ingredients list. I want under, uh, members that I work with understanding what's in the ingredients. Um, a lot of times someone will get GI discomfort, gas, bloating. So my first instinct is let's look at the ingredients. Is there sugar alcohols? Uh, you know, is there extra caffeine for pregnant or postpartum individuals? I don't want add extra caffeine added in there, you know? So yeah. making sure the breakdown of ingredients, individuals understand where they're coming from, what they do, and making sure they're well tolerated and, and liked. Right. Because you have, you know, if we were talking about just like from a smoothie, pure, purest food only standpoint, you, you have to put in fruits and vegetables. You have to put in uh, some sort of protein source. You have to put in some sort of fat source. So most people are making a smoothie with peanut butter and strawberries or something like that. That's fine. But you guys, you also deal with the powder side of things, the shake side. So you can make a shake uh, uh, or a smoothie that has these supplements in them. And then you come into my world where it's finding the proper supplement that's high quality that, you know, is what it says, it says it is, right? It has the right dose of protein that you need, but then all that other stuff. And it, you can kind of also notice that there are some fruits and vegetables that can cause bloating in some people. And it's not a good idea to use blueberries for this person or, or, you know, this type of vegetable in, in the, the combination. So, you know, choosing the right product is, is, is quite an obstacle, especially because when you're buying a supplement, you have those big supplement facts panels with all that kind of shady stuff going on. We kind of cover that a little bit in, in this episode, but any other tips, uh, Gianna, when it comes to, you know, the ingredients that you're putting into your smoothie and shake? Oh yeah. So I always want everyone to be an educated consumer. And as a pharmacist, I know on your episodes, you touch yeah. on this too, being a good consumer and understanding that supplement facts are not regulated. And so that means that we have this spectrum. We have well-intentioned businesses and uh, markets that are pushing certain supplements that may help us tremendously. And then we have some that it's, there's not all of those ingredients actually in the product or there's unwanted substances in the product. Um, coming from a collegiate and professional sports background, it's very important for eligibility and for drug testing. Even if you are taking something 
that's very innocent, right? We, we see these articles that come out, unfortunately, year after year. It's like Olympic swimmer took a multivitamin and was suspended. Because it had right? cocaine it's in it. And- <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's crazy. And it's like, how can this happen? We're educated people. We're good consumers. But you have to understand, you know, what brand, what company you're working with. Um, and some have specialty certifications. It doesn't mean that if you're the general population, you have to have everything that is NSF certified for sport. Um, But certainly you want to know what you're taking. Is it necessary? Where is it coming from? So with all that to say, um, you know, there's things like NSF for sport, there's informed choice. um, So you can look at different brands that are more vetted for you. Um, Another good brand, like I know a lot of our members use Katie, right, is Optimum Nutrition. That's at Costco, for example, or I'm sure you have supplements that Uh, you're aware of Neil that you might recommend. So I think just knowing who you're getting something from and talking it out with a professional, like a pharmacist and RD and your coach, that is a a good rule of thumb. Yeah. I think that you made a good point about the industry and something that I drive home in a lot of my content is that, yeah, you might have some well-intending brands that have no idea about supplements. And what they do is they'll just say, this is the kind of supplement I want to make. And they go to the Google machine and they Google who makes supplements and they find a company and then they say, make this supplement for me, not understanding anything more than that. And they put the total trust into these companies. And uh, very recently, right before the pandemic, there was a recall on like, I think it was 11 years worth of manufacturing, over 90 brands that were trusting this contract manufacturer that wasn't even doing any of that. And, and it just flew under the radar. A lot of people don't pay attention to the supplement quality stuff. And so you guys are talking about some very important things, which is compliance when it comes to how they manufacture the product and what's actually in the bottle. That's the legal compliance. And that's the lowest bar that anybody should be paying attention to when it comes to supplements. It's it's really like that's minimum competency. But a lot of companies, you know, use it as like their their house on the hill. Um, We also talk about the science is the ingredient in the product actually going to benefit you? Is it sourced correctly? Is it good for you? Is it going to help you from a therapeutic standpoint. Um, We also talk about uh, virtues. Is the company uh, a good company or is it Nestle who is then, you know, stealing water and being a big dirt bag in the world, right? And the value, how much are you paying? Because you might find two brands that are very similar with their uh, product and one's a million bucks and one is uh, affordable. And so it's kind of taking all of those four components into consideration when you're buying any product, uh, especially sports stuff. One of my jokes I always used to say, guys, and you can you can back me up on this. If the tub is black or shiny or has chrome on it, it's probably got steroids in it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I was also going to say, I think of the celebrity, uh, you know, ambassadors for different yeah. supplements. I work with some high school athletes and they're like, oh, this is so-and-so's brand. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did I teach you to be a good consumer? They're like, oh yeah, it doesn't check those boxes. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I know that's your favorite athlete or a celebrity that you like, but it doesn't mean that it's adequate for you or appropriate it, for it, you. Like, it's, that stuff is just such a superficial check. They're like, is this brand breaking any laws? Can I get behind it? And is the check fat enough? And like, that's that's where they're making those decisions. So I, I agree. I, my, my son, the other day, I was telling these ladies about my triplet problems, right? And so my son says something like, Andrew Tate, and like because his his little boyfriends at school are talking about this this goon 
that's on the internet. And, and I just said like that, this is, this is the thing I'm teaching you how to be a better adult and everybody does this social influence stuff. You need to stop it right now. So those high schoolers, it's hard to get through cause they're like, you know, like that's where they are. <laughs> All right. So let's go. Uh, what other things are problems for you? Gianna, you take, take one and you know, tell us all about it. Um, let's see. I would say not eating enough real food is a big problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So when someone does find a product or a protein that they want to use and they like, some people go really ham and they'll yeah. just have shakes all day or think, mm-hmm. oh, I just need to have shakes only. Right. Like we think yeah. back. I mean, I grew up with uh, what is it? The Slim Fast era where, right, like that was the thing. It was like, just drink these Slim Fast shakes. And it's like, we don't we won't call them out too much. But anyway, so when I, I will, I mean, you can, you can. <laughs> um, I'll say neutral ground today. Yeah. Um, but when we think about just having liquid calories, that is okay to a certain extent, but we don't mm-hmm. want all of our nutrients and calories to come from liquid. It's going mm-hmm. to affect your satiety. It's going to affect the digestion process for you. Um, and I want people to be really good at digesting whole foods. And so the less you have that, the less competent you will be in that. Um, and Katie is an expert in diabetes education. So she probably has some thoughts on, you know, having liquid only as well for some other, uh, you know, factors. Let's, let's hear it, Katie. Let's hear it. Bring it to the table. <laughs> well, uh, yes, absolutely. We know that protein doesn't affect blood sugar as much. So we want to make sure that, you know, members or individuals are looking at carbohydrates and making sure it's consistent throughout the day. And a lot of members feel that a protein shake um, versus like a smoothie really helps to regulate not only their satiety, but blood sugar as well. But it's also that balance of protein carbs. So if we're just having a protein shake, they're going to be, you're, you're going to be starving not long after. So making sure we can add, you know, things to it, such as, you know, a piece of fruit and, uh, you know, a lower glycemic index fruit with the protein shake to really help, you know, keep satiety up and, and, and blood sugar level. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's one of those learning curves that we just need to figure out how to make them work best for us and understanding why they're there and why we are including them. I think a lot of times convenience, it's a, it's a great option. And, um, you know, other times, you know, it's, it's something where we need to put a little bit more work in food wise, but, um, and just understanding, like we were just talking about, uh, where they're coming from, uh, the companies making sure we know what the ingredients are and understanding, um, you know, and how they, how they make us feel. If, if a protein shake always gives us bloating and, and this is things, these are things I work with, you know, members like, oh, every time I eat that shake, I feel so bad. Then why are you doing yeah. it? You know, let's, let's, let's not only look at the ingredients and, and usually it's a sugar alcohol or something that's causing that upset. Maybe that's excess, um, you know, two shakes too many. Um, and just, again, just figuring out why we're doing it and, and how to make it work for us. Better. Right. I mean, one of the things that's important with nutrition is variety and not only variety of the food choices, but how they're prepared. So sometimes it's raw, sometimes it's cooked, sometimes it's blended, sometimes it's whole. Right. And so you need to have all of the things. You can't just have one thing. And I think listening to your body, that's what Katie was alluding to as well with the sugar yeah. alcohols. We see this with protein bars and we could do a whole episode on protein bars, but yeah. um, protein bars and the shakes, it's there's some ingredients that bother my gut way more than other people. Yeah, Some people have a really high tolerance to sugar alcohols. Other people are like, oh my gosh, I am bloated. I have gas. All the things. Yeah. <laughs> right, so- diarrhea as the rate limiting step, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is good for me. Did I have body. diarrhea? Yeah. And even just switching the brand could really help, you know, alleviate right. that, you know, and my husband, my husband went through something similar where he's, he's six, seven, uh, 
180 soaking wet and he's trying to, you know, add calories. And so protein shake was one way to help supplement what he was already eating to get more calories. And he, he was like, oh man, every time I, I drink this shake. So we switched the, the brand and less sugar alcohols, less of some other ingredients that might've been bugging him. And he's fine now. Katie, my husband also found out he was lactose intolerant via me back in the <laughs> early days. I was like, are you shocking are you uh, too much milk products? Okay. We're going to switch yeah. that. So that's an example. He can't do whey protein. He does a plant-based protein. <laughs> I'm hoping that I become M&M intolerant. So that way I can just cut them out of my life. Cause there's no other way that they're leaving. You may not stop though. I mean, he says it doesn't stop them. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're that good. <laughs> do you guys have anything else for me? Any other tips or problems that people have when they do their shakes or smoothies? <laughs> I think we covered, I think we covered the biggest ones, you know, the ones that we see most frequently, mm -hmm. uh, across the, the age spectrum, across the, you know, physical activity, whether it's an athlete, whether it's someone doing, you know, another. All right. Well, then I have one for too. you. I have one for you and I want you to weigh in on this. And this is what I call the influencer effect. If you notice that people think that a healthy meal has to look like those Instagram pictures that has eggs and avocado, and then it has fruit and then it has toast and it has a drink. And it's, I look at it and I go, there's like 17 of the same macronutrients on there. And then people end up doing that with their shake. So I call it hat on a hat, right? So they, they take, they, they put a bunch of Greek yogurt in there, peanut butter and a protein shake on top of it. So tell me, do you see that a lot? And like, how do you guys handle that? I call that the, like, there's the health halo or wellness halo where people are like, oh, I'm going to do something really healthy. Like I'll get, I'll give an example with weight loss because that's a common one that I see. Um, and Katie, I'm sure you see this all the time too. It's, we get people who are like, Oh, I want to lose weight. So I'm going to eat really healthy and they'll have a healthy plate, which could be eggs, avocado, and then a smoothie or a juice, right? We get something on the side, but what's happening is we have to kind of take a step back and go, okay, energy balance, right? So how much energy is coming in and calories. So an avocado, yes, it's wonderful. It has fiber. It's a very healthy fat, but it's also very high in calories. So we have well intentions with having that avocado, but I don't want you to eat a whole avocado, maybe a half, maybe a quarter, right? We have to look at the total amount of calories we're eating per day. And so right. when we hear that, oh, calories don't matter, calories do matter. I will say from a science perspective, calories do matter if you're trying to manipulate body composition. End of story. Like that has to just, I want everyone to really embody that. And yes, calories do matter. Of course, we care about quality. We care about you enjoying your meals. There's so many other factors and we all live in the real world. There's application and strategy here. But just from that perspective, like you're saying, like those uh, pictures of perfect meals, right? Um, which my meals don't look like that <laughs> every day. Right, right. Like my meals look very ugly uh, often, mm -hmm. but, um, but they're balanced. <laughs> exactly. But I'm like, okay, just nail, you know, protein, fat, carb, and you can kind of manipulate the amounts from there to work for you. So that's what comes to mind with that example, Neil. I think that that's what people need to realize is that a healthy food doesn't equate to always the energy balance we want. And if I could just add in there, I think with Stronger You, we really reiterate back to the basics, three, three, three. So at every meal, where's your protein? Where's your carb? Where's your fat? So even when you're looking into creating a shake or a smoothie, thinking of it in that, in that term. And when you think of peanut butter, it's actually really a fat, right? Um, when you mm -hmm. think of avocado, it's actually really a fat. It has great fiber, good carbs as well, but it's a fat. So mm -hmm. making sure you have that balance at three, three, three. 
Um, even with your smoothie, where's your protein, where's your carb, where's your fat and kind of building it that way. I know that the terminology, the semantics, uh, we can get hung up on, right? But I was teaching folks in the show earlier that a shake is traditionally mostly powder ingredients, where a smoothie is mostly food ingredients. Now you can have some foods mixed in between. You could be mixing it with almond milk. You can be you can be putting powders in smoothies. So when it comes down to it at the end of the day, as a registered dietitian, would you rather people be doing smoothies or shake powders? I think that's a good one for Katie to start with. Do it. Again, it's all individual. As a dietitian, I work one-on-one with individuals and based on their Mm -hmm. goals, that's what we do. Uh, again, I think it, it depends on what they need. Do they need more fruits and veggies? Then a, then a, a smoothie would be great for them. So they can add in uh, all those things and, and make it a one-stop shop and get more of those in without really feeling the demands of having that perfect plate or you know figuring that out. Um, and a lot of times I'll have people take a banana, chop it in four different pieces, add some spinach, and then pre-baggy them, put them in the freezer. So you have a little bit it's ready to go so that they can just throw it in their smoothie, add their protein powder, their whatever liquid they want. And so it's quick and easy to go. But it just depends on the person, Neil. That's a good idea, Katie. Can you be my coach? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, ladies, for joining me today. There's a lot of really great information, and it sounds way better coming from you. Uh, I'm not very qualified to talk about this, especially with my nutritional uh, background and history. <laughs> so I really appreciate you coming on the show today and educating us on how to do smoothies well. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. That was a fantastic interview. I was very excited to talk to those two ladies. Let's end the podcast with our last point here. What should I do? Everybody wants the specific answer. What should I do? Well, if you're going to go with a DIY mentality and you fit into the range of you know, healthy, happy folks that, you know, there's no special cases. You have no diseases or pathologies like pregnancy. <laughs> uh, let's offer up a few scenarios here for you. That way you can get started on this path uh, to using a shaker smoothie as a meal uh, replacement or weight management solution. So if you're an adult at any age and you're looking to reduce weight and you want to use smoothies or shakes as a low calorie meal replacement, I'd prefer smoothies, of course, because I like real foods. Um, You just mix the healthy fat, protein and fruit or vegetable with some ice and some water to your desired consistency. It's that simple. What makes it complicated is the math. You know, to properly do this, you're going to have to break out a little bit of a calculator, maybe a slide rule. I don't know. You have to figure out how much of each ingredient that you need to get the desired volume and calories. And trust me, there's a lot of recipes out there. And I guess what I want to say here is that I've already taught you that you get everything you need from the macronutrients, from the fruits and vegetables, from the fat source, and from the protein source. And Focus on that. So if you see a recipe that talks about adding all sorts of vitamin powders and food powders and stuff like that on top of that, don't do that. That was buying tip number one. Don't add extra stuff to the stuff. You don't need to do that. It's healthy enough on its own. A big question is, is, well, how many calories do you personally eat in a normal day? And what would you you know, normally eat at a meal? And that will really dictate how much you have to do with the shake because the shake may be three, 400 calories. When it's made, you might need two to 300 calories for your snack to have that calorie deficit. So again, it's math, right? And for me, I eat about six to 800 calories every time I eat because I, I'm uh, budgeted up to like 2,400 calories because I'm a big dude. So 
um, I do 600 for the meals and like two to 300 for the snacks. And I kind of get in that right range. Right. And so if I wanted to do a meal replacement for breakfast or for lunch, I'd really want to shoot for like three to 400 calories to kind of take a little chunk out. And again, that done once a day for a week is a significant amount. And that will reduce your weight if you do something like that. And you can still be, you know, satiated and you can still get healthy nutrients and you can still feel great doing that. It's very easy to do it. And so you would make the shake and you sub it out for whatever you want to do. So breakfast or lunch, or you can even add it as a snack to bridge in between meals. So that way you're not running for the junk food, whatever it is, whatever behavior that you're trying to, to, to kind of uh, tackle, that's when these things can kind of fit in great for you. And it really comes down to, you know, finding a mix that you like and, and just making sure you do the math to, you know, get that number dialed in to actually produce some weight loss. It's pretty simple. But again, we've given you a couple formulas. You can just do fruits and vegetables. I like to do strawberries and blueberries and I put uh, peanut butter and a little scoop of whey protein just to bump up that protein a little bit, some ice and some water, mix it up and we're good. Easy. There's there's nothing difficult about it. It tastes a little bit like a, an ice cream treat because of the, you know, all the, the protein powder being chocolate and the protein, uh, the peanut butter and then the strawberries. It's, it's, it's like a treat. It, it's really awesome. Now, if you're somebody that needs an added macronutrient. So you're somebody who isn't hitting their fiber goals for a day. You're somebody that's working out now and you want to get some extra protein. You know, you can do those things without having to like chew a wicker laundry basket. You can, you can make yourself a healthy smoothie snack with just that one macronutrient. So it doesn't technically have to be balanced if everything else is balanced. So here's a great suggestion and a great idea. If you're looking to just bump up your numbers a little bit, make yourself a little smoothie that's a little bit heavy on the carbohydrates. So if I need fiber, I'll take some fruits and I'll take those that chia seed powder that I love and I'll mix that together and then that will be my drink during a healthy meal. And so now I've just increased the amount of fiber that I'm getting without having to like go too crazy and it tastes great and it's awesome. So if you need something that's a little bit more um, like liquidy, you just add less ice and more water. Same thing with protein. You can, you know, protein is real simple because there's so many commercially available protein powders. You can just mix some of that powder in a little bit of water in those like blender bottles, shake it up and pound it before a workout, after a workout or anytime during the day. And it's a, it's a great option. I've even told folks collagen can be taken with your coffee in the morning. You can take your collagen scoop, dump it into your coffee. It mixes really well in hot waters. And there you go. Now you've got extra protein as a shake, but the shake is your coffee. You know, it works out really well. So the final scenario that I'll go over is the people that need to gain some weight, right? Some, somebody that wants to gain weight and they want to do it without eating Big Macs. And I think that's a real smart strategy. This is great. This is easy too. You can just go a little bit heavier handed on the ingredients. That's it. You know, you, this doesn't have to compete with your Thanksgiving dinner. Um, uh, you can, you can definitely do this if, as long as you're not like making it. So you, you know, you hate yourself after you eat the thing. Cause it's just so filling. I'm okay with it. You know, this is the, the point where hat in a hat works really, really well, right? So if you want peanut butter and Greek yogurt and fruit and vegetables and you want to throw a scoop of something in there, you can totally do that. Um, what I would recommend is don't go too crazy. Uh, you know, slow it down. Just maybe increase the amount of a serving of the thing you put in. So instead of a teaspoon of peanut butter, maybe do a tablespoon of peanut butter. Something like that to just increase the calories, eating that nutrient-dense food. And you can still, you know, you can still really nail it uh, without going too crazy. Because remember, just like weight loss, it's just a couple hundred calories a day taken off 
over a week will result in half a pound or full pound of weight coming off. The same thing can be said about weight gain. We want to do it responsibly. So a half pound to a full pound uh, a week is a great number. And you can do that for a few weeks and then you'll be back to that target weight that you're looking to achieve. So you can be a bit heavy handed, but not so much that, you know, you, you know, you're, you're bursting at the seams. So, uh, I would prefer that when you're in this scenario and you're trying to gain some extra weight, it might be wise to tag in an expert just so you don't overdo it and, um, you know, hurt yourself in the process. I don't want you to down 40 scoops of a, a, a protein shake, uh, thinking that that's going to help out. I, I would really just rather you do a regular smoothie, just go a little bit heavier with the, the serving size of either the whole smoothie or the individual components thereof. This was a really great episode here, folks. Big thanks to my guests, Katie Leahy and Gianna Massey, registered dietitians with Stronger You. Now, I need you to show me your shake. Take a picture with your smoothie or your shake that you were encouraged to make because you listened to this podcast episode. Tag me at Dr. Neil Smoller on Facebook and Instagram. That's D-R-N-E-A-L-S-M-O-L-L-E-R. Uh, and Or you can send me a note at podcast at drneilsmoller.com. And I want to see it. I want to see that I encourage you to incorporate shakes or smoothies into your diet and your healthy nutritional plan. That does it for this week's episode. Take a few moments, give us a five-star review, and share this podcast on your social feeds. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcasts. And remember, being our healthiest starts with being honest about ourselves and the health and wellness industries. Then, blazing a new path, marching forward one step at a time. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller, and I've got your back. Thanks for joining me.